Theological accuracy is of paramount importance, but it's not everything. It's possible to be theologically sound, but missing the Spirit's anointing. And I've seen churches that seem to have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They have theological error. At the Redemption Church, my hope is that we have both. We're rooted in the Word of God, that we exposit the whole counsel of God, and we are filled to the brim and beyond with the Holy Spirit. We are grounded in Scripture. This church is built upon Jesus Christ. We started with the Gospel of John. We went verse by verse through John. That's how we started as a church. And now today, as we continue through the epistles, through the letters to the church, to make that foundation solid for our polity, for our theology, what we're praying for in this year is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit where he would just demonstrate his power. You can have theologically rock-solid teaching that is not aflame with the Holy Spirit's presence. I want to have biblical exposition that is anointed by God. And I want us to have a front row seat to watch God work and prove his power by radically saving people who are far from him in a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. Beyond emotionalism, testimonies that are irrevocable proof of the Holy Spirit's efficacious call upon those who are far from Jesus. Here is 2 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 3. I came to you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. There's a number of passing fads at any given time within the church world, too. You remember those weird bracelets everybody used to wear? These like rubber bracelets with like some sort of like a metal disc in them. Do you remember those? The first time I saw one of those, I was like, this is, this is probably going to be a passing fad. And it is. And it was. And that's one of numerous other things. Like dietary advice and fitness crazes and, and all sorts of things. I mean, like, you remember how ridiculous some of our Olympians looked not that long ago with all these weird stickers on them? And like, <laughs> like these, these, these fads, these trends, they come and they go. And the word of the Lord endures all the while. The work of the Holy Spirit has been upon his church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. For thousands of years, trends and fads and wisdoms and teachings have come and gone. And the word of the Lord, used by the Spirit of God, has been steadfast throughout it. This is a confession by Paul. Look, it was not about wise and persuasive words. And he clarifies human wisdom in verse five. He's not using human wisdom. He's not chasing after the different fads and trends. He's just staying faithful to the word of God. There's probably going to be some other trend, some other teaching, some other fad, some other hashtag that's going to come up, probably going to be two or three of them that go viral in the course of this year. And then you're going to, if you look to the church and you expect them to, to tap into that fad, to track along with that trend and, and to imitate that, to mimic that, if that's contrary to scripture, we won't do it. Because we're, we're not about human wisdom. We're about something far greater, far deeper, the Logos himself, the origin of all wisdom, the embodiment, the personification of wisdom himself. It's not about human wisdom. It's about Jesus. 
So he's not preaching with wise and persuasive words. It's not, it's not what it's about. It's about a demonstration of the Spirit's power. What is a demonstration? Like, you want to see what God can do? Watch this. And then God moves. I'm blown away by the testimonies that I hear about people being delivered from addiction, about marriages being restored, about lives being radically turned around, and about stories of reconciliation. I've I love testimonies about the Spirit's work in people's lives, and I love those little stories that come in about the Holy Spirit prompting someone to do something that turned out to be beyond their capacity to have predicted, but exactly within the will of God. I love those kinds of moments. That's not, those kind of experiences are not, are not the source of our teaching. They are just accoutrement. They're just additions on. They're just ornaments on the tree. This is the tree, the word of God. We stay through this. We go book by book through this. And I'm amazed as the spirit demonstrates his power. Uh, someone, someone clarified to me recently, like, Jesse, what you're doing with the Redemption Church really is a new liturgy. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you're right, it is. Because we just built it on evangelism training at first. I am amazed at how God will bring someone to attend in person at the Redemption Church to hear a text that was just like tailor-made for them at that time. And a given weekend, I'll hear testimonies from multiple people who say like, man, that was that sermon was tailor-made for me. Like you were preaching to me individually and it was it was almost as though nobody else was in the room, which is not totally realistic. We don't exist as solipsists. It's not a one-on-one -on -one therapy session conducted simultaneously with multiple people for efficiency. Rather, we receive it as the body of Christ. We're going to see that as we get into 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. But the Lord uses even this liturgical plan just to go book by book through his word. He brings people in at the right time. Hey, this is my brother-in-law from Hawaii. He's just here for a little while, and, and he was really blessed by what you had to say today. And, and and like, I've, I'm always amazed too. When we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verses 9 through 11, I just know it. I just know it. God just does this. Like people who struggle with the sins that are listed in those verses, they're probably going to be at church that day. <laughs> and, and, and this is what's cool about the expository plan. When you invite your friends to the Redemption Church, you don't have to be embarrassed of what comes up that day because what comes up that day is just what's next in our plan. And the Spirit of God, who is sovereign over logistics and travel plans, will bring in the people who need to hear that message that day. See the book of Acts, where he brings together through the Passover observation, uh, all of these, uh, the Pentecost observation, rather, all of these people from all over the world to hear this message, to encounter this move of the Spirit at this time, fire from heaven that is transformative. God has been doing that ever since. I've watched it, even when I was serving at like small churches and at the mega church, like God would just bring people in who needed to hear a certain message at a certain time. And I don't claim that the liturgical plan, the book by book plan was divinely inspired. I put it together based on the discernment that I had, based on what I think the Redemption Church needs. But over and over again, when I worked at Lifeway and carved out a book by book plan for Explore the Bible uh, at my previous churches, like God has just always done this. I see that as a demonstration of the Spirit's power. When somebody comes in, and the odds are one in several hundred, they would be there that day for that passage. Because it's going to take like 10 years to go through the entire Bible. And the Spirit works on their hearts and they're convicted and they're convinced and they're converted. Let's pray for such a demonstration of the Spirit's power in the Redemption Church this year. Let's pray right now. God, we ask that you would demonstrate the Spirit's power through the Redemption Church. We've plotted a course through your word, but you're sovereign, Holy Spirit of God. It's, it's not about, hey, come hear this wise and persuasive teaching. 
It's all about Christ and him crucified. We share the gospel with every one of our messages. Holy Spirit, would you demonstrate your power through your church? Would you demonstrate your power in the lives of Christians who need healing, marriages that need reconciling, silent evangelists who need awakening, miraculous healings, if that's your will, God, and in the souls who are radically far from you coming home, would you demonstrate your power, Holy Spirit of God, through the Redemption Church at Jesse Kimball Ministries. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.